the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along. Feels like Monday, but it's really Tuesday after the long holiday weekend. Hope that whatever you were doing, you had a little chance to uh, to unplug and relax. Kev, good to see you. Yeah, thanks, John. How was your long holiday really weekend? It really was very nice. I had a great time. My goal for yesterday was to not leave my house. And did you uh, achieve that goal? Yes. Oh, isn't that nice? Listen, that I haven't feeling? done that in the longest time. Oh, it was a thrill. Very nice. That tells you how lame life can be. No, no, no. that's no. what you're aiming for. I would like to just that. not be anywhere but my house. Well, I live for that. You know that. I do know that. I just want to just stay and there. I like that about you. Pretty much. I, I went like to the movies over the weekend. Really? I think what did you see? We saw a really fun movie. Um, the Peanut Butter Falcon. Which we loved. Highly no, recommended. Wait. What's that about? I know I've heard of that. You know what? One of the actors, one of the, the star of the film, has Down syndrome. That's how I heard about it. That's what right. What a great, great movie. And uh, two stars. Uh, the guy from, uh, I didn't know who he was, uh, Transformers star. Oh, I never saw uh, Transformers. That and after the fact, we loved it so much. I'm, uh, the woman from Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh. Dakota Johnson. Oh, Okay. She's Kate Hudson's no no Kate no Melanie Griffith's Melanie daughter, daughter and Don Johnson's daughter, yeah. Um, wow, Miami sh- Vice. Yeah, what's it, the guy's name? Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, it was a great movie. It was sort of a modern day Huck Finn. Hmm. Really, really, really highly recommended. PG thirteen. Wow. Okay. We saw it at the Regent Square Theater. That's a good recommendation. Very much so. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. did no. that and went to the mountains, and that was really nice as well. That Mike. And then I stayed at home. You had a good time, Mike. Oh, it was, it was amazing. I did absolutely nothing. Oh, see? see? I okay. stayed at home he, as well. The good. Okay. That's awesome. That's what it's for. All right. Now, before we go any further with the show, we want to just um, talk about this beautiful little girl, mm. Nalani Johnson, who we're praying Nalani. for, that that she is found and she's found yeah. um, safe. I just, you what know, we have sad, a- Sad, sad story. We have a good Holy friend smokes. of mine and John's who is a friend of the family and stopped by here and we're not going to talk about his name and mention the connection, but we just want you to know that there's a family that's terrified for this little girl. And um, just as a community, I was so happy to see the prayer vigil that happened. Mm-hmm. People coming together and saying, you know, we have to ask for- Spontaneous We have to right? ask for intervention here. I mean, we're- Where's that little girl? Please be safe. Oh God protect gosh. her. Yeah. Right? Any anger, any resentment, whatever's going on with this woman who abducted this little girl, please stop mm-hmm. and know the truth in your life and bring that little girl back to who, the people who love her. Right. It's horrible. Just horrible. It is. What a world we live in. So, yeah, that's where we are today. Yeah. Uh, but what about uh, Mount Kilimanjaro? Oh, so, every time you're on the verge of despair... You know, you think, okay, there is... There the is, world's fallen off its axis. But you, you hear a story and you think, okay, so the world is still on its axis. And that's the story about the Pittsburgh man who climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. How about this? Can you... 
Would you want to climb a mountain? Do you know me? Yeah, I do. Of course not. not. It was really not. I mean, my goal for Labor Day was to not leave my house. So (laughs) I don't think Mount Kilimanjaro was my other option. But was there a time in your life where you were like, I want to be an extreme athlete? (laughs) I want to, like, you know, ride a skateboard down the side of the French Alps. Mm, you know, I never, right? ever was into extreme sports. Mm-mm. What's the most extreme thing you've done physically? Rock climbing, probably. Rock climbing? Or rappelling. That's pretty good. Re- I did a lot of rock climbing. Rappelling? You did... Re- no, look, mm-hmm. that's not that far from mountain climbing. You're going down instead yeah, of going back I was up. Going, I was going up and down, like, a 65-foot mountainside, not, like, six... Mount Kilimanjaro. Right, which is multiple thousands of feet. Right. Okay, so the story of uh, Mount Kilimanjaro. Uh, what's the guy's name? Do you know? I can't think no. of his name, no. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But I know that when he got to the top, he unfurled his Pittsburgh Stronger Than Hate flag. Yes. Which was so terrific. And I saw a photograph of it this morning. Very cool. All right. So just pray. Won't you please uh, pray for this little girl and her family that we're just... This is really heartbreaking. Let's take a break. Come back. Uh, we're going to go to the nation's capital here in just a few minutes. Uh, yeah, Greg Clarkson joins us. First guest of every week. Talk about uh, the president, his tweeting, the what's hurricane. happening. Yep. Vice President Pence, In all that and more. Okay. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have five to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. And your health plan, it's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase in your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in network. Isn't it time for a change? Stop the insanity. Call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30%. It doesn't matter when your renewal is, Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. That's Marley Financial, marleyfg.com. 101.5 Word FM. Next time on Orchard Hill Today. A good number of people look at the Bible and say, this isn't how science tells us the world works. And some of those people say, you Christians, you can enjoy your beliefs. That's just fine. Just keep them to yourselves. This week, Josiah Lewenberger, Life Stage Leader and Director of Young Adult Ministries at Orchard Hill Church, looks at some of the common objections to the Bible in his series, Off the Cuff. Be sure to join us weekday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Orchard Hill Today on 101.5 Word FM. Hi, Dennis Prager here. I want to let you know about a new product available at the Prager Store. It's offering the audio version of the Rational Bible Genesis on CD. If you or someone you know has a problem reading small print, or if you prefer to just sit back and enjoy the story, the audio version on CD is an excellent way to experience the teachings of my book. The Rational Bible, the Genesis volume, is narrated by the extraordinary Tom Parks. He's been recording bestsellers for 30 years. I personally picked him. Reviewers describe his readings as conversational, energetic, earnest, and sincere. He narrated Exodus, and you will love listening to him read Genesis. Writing this book has been part of my life's mission, listening or reading. I hope these are life-changing for you. In fact, I know they will be. Of that, I am absolutely certain. In fact, even the living martyr who knows me as well as anybody living is listening to the book on audio. Very touched. And you liked it, didn't you? You loved it. 
To buy the Rational Bible Genesis audiobook or the autographed hardcover, go to PragerStore.com. RPTS, the Reformed Presbyterian Theological Seminary in Point Breeze presents the 2019 Westminster Conference, Friday, September 13th through Saturday, September 14th. Join President Dr. Barry York and leading RPTS authorities in church history, systematic theology, biblical counseling, and more for this year's focus, the Synod of Dort and the Doctrines of Grace. The 2019 Westminster Conference, bringing the Westminster Confession into the 21st century. Register now at rpts.edu. At the start of every week, we go to the White House where Greg Clugston joins us. Greg is the SRN News White House correspondent, always has his uh, finger on the pulse of what's happening in and around the nation's capital. Greg, uh, welcome back. How are you? Happy uh, post-Labor Day to you. Yeah, the same to you, John. Uh, always great to talk with you guys. Yeah, so tell us, Greg, um, you know, we've been following the path of the hurricane and these poor people in the Bahamas. I mean, it's just gotten crushed for such a long period of time. Tell me what the president is planning as far as a response once it hits the U.S. mainland. Sure. Hi, Kathy. Uh, the president, as you may know and your listeners may know, uh, late last week um, announced that he would not be traveling overseas. He had been, uh, been scheduled to travel to Poland, Poland over the yeah. weekend because they had those World War II commemorative uh, ceremonies. And so he dispatched the vice president to go instead. Uh, he said he wanted to stay and monitor um, and just oversee, you know, the, the federal government's response to, to, the, to the hurricane. Now, what, have, what nobody knew back, um, you know, just two or three days ago is that Dorian would essentially stall out almost, I, I, I think one of the forecasters said at one point that it was moving at one mile per hour. Mm-hmm. So it was just hovering over mm-hmm. the Bahamas. Um, and so it delayed uh, its you know, approach to the mainland of the United States in the southeast. And uh, now it, it could still move to the west and, and, and hit landfall or it might go up the coast. But obviously the president um, has been receiving updates. He did travel to FEMA headquarters here in Washington over the weekend. And so he's just uh, receiving regular updates and uh, has been tweeting a lot about the hurricane, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, uh, he often is retweeting um, National Hurricane Center updates and uh, updates from other federal officials letting people know that he's, uh, he's watching the storm just like everybody else right. is. So I'm glad you brought this up, Greg. So from Saturday morning until Monday morning, the president <laughs> tweeted or retweeted 122 times. 122 <laughs> times. That's, I don't think I read 122 tweets between Friday and Monday. That's a lot of work. Yeah, I saw them come in, and uh, you know, I, I I have them, you know, give me a silent alert on my phone. Otherwise, you know, I would have heard <laughs> bells ringing all weekend. Um, yeah, but you're right, though, John. He, a lot of those weren't, or you know, he, he was not, you know, typing out messages um, in all of those. A lot of those, most of those, were retweets, and um, as I mentioned, they were focused. Um, on the hurricane and, and updates from the National Hurricane Center, but that's a lot. Yeah. Now, the president, you know, let's let's be honest here. The president did face criticism this weekend, so he said, "Okay, yes, I'm I'm not going to travel overseas. I'm going to stay and and be here in the U.S. because Americans are you know in the path of the storm." And he did leave to go to Camp David on Friday, um, and so that you know that was good in in terms of you know still being here and kind of. Um, in a secluded area, you can yeah. still get updates and all the rest. Although he traveled uh, to his golf course in Virginia on both Saturday and on uh, and yesterday, Labor Day in Virginia, 
to go to his golf club. So uh, there were there were some who were saying that they didn't think that was the appropriate timing for him to be going and golfing, although he still was tweeting and getting those regular hurricane updates. <laughs> right. I mean, what, what's he going to do? Sit in front of Fox and Friends all weekend long? There's only so many hours in the day. Now, wait. The president says that... Um the incompetent mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, was bothered that I played a very fast round of golf yesterday. Many polls exercise for hours or travel for weeks. Me, I run through one of my courses, very inexpensive. President Obama would fly to Hawaii. Khan should focus on knife crime, which is totally out of control in London. People are afraid to even walk the streets. He is a terrible mayor who should stay out of our business. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so he obviously was uh, not thrilled with the criticism coming from the London mayor. It's quite yeah. quite evident there. Uh, you know, the, the one thing that in uh, the response that the president gave was, and uh, look, I've covered a lot of different presidents um, from different, you know, from both major political parties, and um, I don't begrudge any American president the chance to go golfing oh, or no. biking or jogging or exercising in any form or vacation for that matter, yeah. because. It's a job that does not leave you, you know, 24-7. And um, I guess the question is, you know, it, it, when, when is it appropriate? Nobody's questioning that it was an inexpensive round of golf for Trump or that it only took 90 minutes or two hours. But it's that, you know, you've got Americans in the, in the path of the storm. What's, what's the message that's being sent with the timing of that? That would be what some of the criticism was raising of the president. But uh, when it comes to just golf in general or exercise in general, no problem with it. Right. I mean, it's one of those situations, Greg, where, you know, darned if you do, darned if you don't. I mean, yeah. Okay. But here's the thing we've learned ever since GW was in office that people in America are very sensitive to what things look like around hurricanes. Right, like, I right, mean, it's right. kind of silly yeah. that his people or him himself or he himself are not recognizing we need to be extra careful because we've already seen this play out. That's right. And it wasn't just um, national you know, weather events that prompted, for example, George W. Bush uh, with you know, the hurricane in, in, in Louisiana and New Orleans, but also uh, the, the fact that he had war dead coming home from Afghanistan and Iraq. And the president, President Bush at the time, made a conscious decision. I don't want to be, you know, have pictures of me out on the golf course or reports of me golfing as, you know, American war dead or coming home from the battlefield. And so uh, he really he, he really cut down on, on those public golf outings uh, through the latter half of his presidency because of the very reason you bring up is, you know, the American public is sensitive and aware of this, and the information, of course, today can uh, zip around the world in, you know, seconds flat. So he was just being extra cautious in that way. Right. Okay, so speaking of criticism of uh, the Trump administration, now uh, because the president did not travel overseas, he sent his vice president in his steed. Uh, although the vice president did not go to Poland, the vice president is currently in Ireland staying at one of President Trump's properties three hours away from the scheduled meetings. And, of course, there is some consternation there. Yeah, a couple of things there, John. Um, it turns out he did he did go, in fact, to Poland over the weekend, and then traveled to Ireland, where he is now. So he did he did, in fact, go in the in the place of uh, the American president uh, for those events. But he was all already scheduled. The vice president was to uh, to travel overseas. So they juggled his schedule, and so they moved up his uh, visit to Ireland. And as it turns out, uh, Donald Trump owns uh, a hotel and golf course there. And so that's where Pence and his, you know, entourage, his traveling entourage and reporters and they're all staying there. 
And so, it, again, as you, as you mentioned, John, it's bringing up some criticism from Democrats and other groups who are finding it inappropriate that, for example, you know, Donald Trump's um, private business is benefiting with American taxpayer dollars by having the vice president and Secret Service agents and other administration officials um, all spending, you know, two nights at that property. Now, in his defense, uh, and, and Vice President Pence took questions about this earlier today as he was traveling, he said, look, it was uh, completely logical and appropriate. We cleared it through the State Department, and given our schedule and our, our itinerary, and the fact that this was already cleared by Secret Service, um, it could handle the, the necessary security that uh, is required for the Vice President when he travels. I see. We're talking to Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Uh, Greg, I want to go back to Twitter for a minute. And, uh, you know, I'm just asking for your personal uh, opinion or feel on this. But looking at the president's tweets, and then they were so many over the weekend, um, I see again how particular he is with actually including people's names and indicate linking to them on Twitter, whether it's Robert Jeffress or Lou Jobs or, you know, the guy that Steve Hilton or whoever it is. And I'm wondering, it, he thinks that that's playing well for him and i wonder is that the view of the white house is that that he should continue doing that even as we get close to the the like the full-time election season yeah you know white house officials for for some time now during the trump presidency have been um pretty cautious and and almost you know not wanting to comment on the fact that yeah when it comes to twitter president trump is in charge of his twitter account and uh it, that doesn't mean that there haven't been discussions at some time, but he, you're right, he, uh, he's very specific. He often, in a lot of his tweets, he will simply type out a quotation from one of those talking heads or some uh, public official that he's often agreeing with, um, and as they're praising the Trump administration or are in support of a Trump policy or something along those lines. And I, I, I truly believe that the president does believe that this is helpful for him because uh, this this really is a part of the whole um, mainstream media attack and criticism that the president brings right. forward. Right. There are a lot of his conservative supporters who really do believe that they are not well represented in the media, and there's and there's you know plenty of evidence sure. for for that concern. And so when he's when he's tweeting and making a specific reference to an American pastor or a conservative commentator or host on Fox News or some other channel on TV or some other platform. Uh, that's almost a way to say, hey, I hear you, I'm with you, and these, I, you share your concerns, I share. And, uh, and so I do think that the president thinks that is, that is a strategy for him to uh, keep his base of support and his conservative supporters in the fold. You know, I know that's nothing new. This is, you know, we've seen this since the 2016 election. But it does, you know, just looking at that many tweets over the weekend, it just gave me pause. And I thought, you know, it, 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 is, it is very personal, as he was when we were when it was Ted Cruz and he was talking about Ted Cruz's dad, whether it was Hillary Clinton. It's always been personal, but I just, I'm wondering now that we're four, almost four years into this, um, if this election cycle is going to look different from the Trump perspective than the 16. Do you see any differences or is it just going to be yeah, more no, the same? Yeah, no, and there, there has been some discussion and I've, I've read a handful of articles over the last few months about what what precisely the Trump strategy is for re-election 
Um, now, it may be different on the ground with his offices and with his you know, campaign chairmans in each state, but how is the president himself going to conduct um, the campaign differently? And on the, on the outward appearance you know, for it right now, it doesn't appear that he's changing much. You know, he's going to be continuing to hold rallies. He'll continue to have a voice on Twitter. Uh, he, of course, has the bully pulpit on the platform of the, of the White House and Air Force One this time around to his advantage. Uh, so, you know, I think that's going to be, based on what we've seen so far, uh, that's, that seems to be his strategy going forward. The other thing, too, about, um, about Twitter is you do wonder, especially like, you know, we, we've been sort of half-joking about 122-plus tweets over the last couple of three days, but you do wonder about fatigue on the, on the part of some people, even his supporters, um, in terms of, uh, you know, messages getting lost if there's too much volume of activity there as well. Right, right, right. Because it is. It's just a torrent. It's, I mean, like Kathy said, I don't think I read 122 tweets over the weekend, let alone tweeted those many. So it seems like it's a full-time job. Right. And the other thing to remember is, look, there are – he's got 60 million-plus followers on Twitter. Yeah, right. right. And so even, even if 20 million of them don't read half of those messages – there maybe are 40 million that still are, and that's not something to sneeze at. Greg, let's go back and talk about the vice president in Poland. Um, you know, Poland is a full-throated U.S. ally at this point. I mean, from the from the government to the average person, they are so pro-American. And I'm wondering what that exchange was like while the VP was over there. And I'm sure they must have been either angry or hurt that President Trump wasn't there himself. Well, they were certainly uh, disappointed, and uh, President Duda of Poland did speak on the phone with, with President Trump when uh, the, the decision was made for Trump to stay here in the States this weekend. So I, I think they do understand, and sure that they were disappointed. It, would, you know, it was a gathering of global leaders. It wasn't just the American president showing up. So there were other um, world officials there. But obviously the, the weight of the American presidency and representation of the United States is, is significant for a country like Poland in particular. Sure. And, yeah, you're right. The, the, uh, the alliance between the U.S. and Poland remains strong. Um, although I think there, there perhaps is some consternation <laughs> in Poland in terms of exactly what the relationship between the Trump administration and Putin and right, Moscow right. and, and Russia is, because obviously uh, the Soviet Union um, uh, and Poland, you know, have a have a history there. And so, um, and and they're even though they are in you know uh, in Europe, they are you know in Eastern. Europe, um, and even though they may be part of the West now, so to speak, Poland, or at least the aspirations to be there, there are still real concerns about um, the strength and the influence of, of Russia in that part of the world. But yeah, the the overall relationship and and the, and the vice president's um, you know his trip over the weekend was well received there, as it should be, given what the U.S relationship is with Poland. Very nice. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugson is with us. So, Greg, um, even on September the 3rd, Washington, D.C. is still pretty much a ghost town. Is that true? A little bit, John, because we had, you know, even though we've got school buses running today and uh, most people are back from summer vacations, uh, it is still fairly quiet and will be for the balance of this week uh, here in Washington. And that's primarily because Members of Congress are still out on their recess until next week. So they still have one last week 
And so as, as we've been talking during throughout much of August and, and now into early September, uh, there's been no legislative action to speak of. And so obviously gun control is one of these issues that has popped up again because of the recent deadly violence in Texas yet again over the weekend. And so that always renews questions, what will the president do, what will leaders in Congress do? So that will be one of the issues that will be facing them head on when they get back here next week. I see. So Monday they'll be back in session fully? Monday, to, yeah, I don't have the congressional schedule in front of me. Sometimes Monday is considered partially a, a travel day, so sure, they sure. may begin with a, a session in the afternoon on Monday, uh, but certainly going full throttle on both the House and the Senate come Tuesday. Very nice. All right, we look forward to uh, the next session, seeing what it holds for us, Greg. We'd love your presence with us. Thanks so much. Okay, guys, have a great week. Always our pleasure. Greg Clugston, SRN News, White House Correspondent. Providence Presbyterian Church, Washington Alliance Church, Bethlehem Lutheran Church, St. John the Baptist Church, Impact Christian Church, The Bible Chapel. What do all these churches from various denominations have in common? Nello Construction, design and build with one company. Nello Construction, full service construction from the ground up. Renovation, expansion, Nello Construction. The choice for churches. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. You've all helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of My Pillow, wants to give back to word listeners everywhere. You can get deep discounts on all My Pillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Now you can get deep discounts on My Pillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. There's even a great body pillow, perfect if you happen to be a side sleeper, regularly $89.99, but with the promo code WORD, you can get one today for only $29.99. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. It's MyPillow's way of saying thank you for all your support. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the body pillow for only $29.99. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great radio specials. That's 800-391-0954 or MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. Bill, Susan, you guys look amazing. What's the secret? Our new Sleep Number 360 smart bed. He chooses the comfort on his side. I choose mine. We feel great. Can it help keep you asleep? Yes, it senses our movements and adjusts to keep us both comfortable all night. I don't think it's a secret anymore. It's the final days of the biggest sale of the year. Save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed, plus special financing. And Sunday. To find your local Sleep Number store, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At extremetruck.net. Looking to buy a car? Online shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for the car you want and see what other people pay for it too. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. 
This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting The Ride Home. Partly cloudy, warm, and humid tonight. Below will be 65. Some areas will see a shower toward daybreak into the first part of tomorrow. Otherwise, tomorrow morning, clouds will give way to sunshine. It'll turn less humid, and the high will be near 80. Nice afternoon. Partly cloudy and cooler tomorrow night with a low of 52. Nice Thursday. We'll have sunshine and a high of 74. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. Bieber. Justin Bieber took to Instagram yesterday to make a personal statement. Did he though? That I thought had a lot of substance to it. Really? I really, I, I liked it. So I, hit the, the heart, I hit the heart. Really? I did. The mode of communication is Instagram. Yeah. For the so Biebs. You want to hear what the Biebs had to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. This was his statement yesterday. It's a little long. Okay. It's hard to get out of bed in the morning with the right attitude when you're overwhelmed with your life, your past, your job, responsibilities, emotions, your family, your finances, your relationships. Mm. When it feels like there's trouble after trouble after trouble, you start foreseeing the day through lenses of dread and anticipate another bad day, a cycle of feeling disappointment after disappointment. Sometimes it can even get to the point where you don't even want to live anymore, where you feel like it's never going to change. I can fully sympathize with you. I could not change my mindset. I'm fortunate to have people in life that continue to encourage me and keep going. You see, I have a lot of money, a lot of clothes, a lot of cars, accolades, achievements, awards, and I was still unfulfilled. Have you noticed the statistics of child stars and the outcome of their life? There is an insane pressure and responsibility put on a child whose brain, emotions, frontal lobes, and decision-making aren't developed yet. No rationality, defiant, rebellious, things all of us have to go through. But when you add the pressure of stardom, it does something to you that's quite unexplainable. You see, I didn't grow up in a stable home. My parents were 18. They were separated with no money, still young, and rebellious themselves as well. As my talent progressed and I became ultra successful, it happened within a strand of two years. My whole world was flipped on its head. I went from being a 13-year-old boy from a small town to being praised left and right by the world with millions saying how much they loved me and how great I was. I don't know about you, but humility comes with age. You hear these things enough as a young boy, and you actually start believing them. Rationality comes with age, and so does your decision-making process, one of the reasons you can't drink until you're 21. Everyone did everything for me, so I never even learned the fundamentals of responsibility. So by this point, I was 18 with no skills in the real world, with millions of dollars and access to whatever I wanted. This is a very scary concept for anyone. By 20, I had made every bad decision you could have thought of and went from being one of the most loved and adored people in the world to one of the most ridiculed, judged, and hated people. Being on stage, according to studies, is a bigger dopamine rush than just about any other activity, so these massive ups and downs on their own are hard to manage. You notice a lot of touring bands and people end up having a phase of drug abuse, and I believe it's due to not being able to manage the huge ups and downs that come with, that come with being an entertainer. 
I started doing pretty heavy drugs at 19 and abused all my relationships. I became resentful, disrespectful to women, and angry. I became distant to everyone who loved me, and I was hiding behind a shell of a person that I had become. I felt like I could never turn it around. It's taken me years to bounce back from all these terrible decisions, fix broken relationships, and change relationship habits. Luckily, God blessed me with extraordinary people who love me for me. And now I am navigating the best season of my life, marriage, which is an amazing, crazy new responsibility. You learn patience, trust, commitment, kindness, humility, and all the things it looks like to be a good man. All this to say that even when the odds are against you, keep fighting. Jesus loves you. Be kind today, be bold today, and love people today, not by your standards, but by God's perfect, unfailing love. Wow. Well said, Justin Bieber. Wonder what's going on in his life, right? That positive, affirmative message on a Labor Day holiday that he puts it out there. I don't know, but I was glad to read it. Me too. I hope that gives hope to a lot of people. Thanks for that. That's excellent. So um, any idea how old he is? What do you think? So I'm he's, guessing he's like 25. And he's been, he's newly married, right? Within a year or yeah, so. Yeah, is within true? the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, 25. 1994, 25. March 1st is his birthday. I mean, look, I, you know, I'm not going to apologize for him because, you know, at his peak, or, well, not his peak, but he, he was a goofball, right? But he for paints sure. that picture of... I had overnight success, money, adoration, all that that goes with me. It's a toxic cocktail. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine. It is a toxic cocktail for great maturity. Absolutely. And, you know, listening to him, I had all these things and I still was unfulfilled. It's like the book of Ecclesiastes. Mm -hmm. There is nothing new under the sun. He sounds just like Solomon in there saying, I have it all. I have everything I could have ever needed. And yet. I'm still hollow. I got nothing. Fabulous. Do you listen to any of his music? Never. You're not a fan? Not a single time. Mike? A little bit. A little bit. I got I'm nothing. not a huge fan. I got nothing. But I like the Biebs. I like him a lot now. What do you think? Uh, is it still like, you know, the tweens, teens who follow Bieber? Or, you know, those, know. that gener- you know, that age group has moved on. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, people I'm not... say, well, it's not too cool. It's not cool to, to like Justin Bieber. No, people are still listening to him. Yeah. Yeah. In the if he showed up in Pittsburgh, he would sell out, you think? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, he'd sell that. Definitely. You know, one thing I'd encourage you to do, listeners and you guys, if you I don't know if you ever do this or not, but I have made a practice of praying for celebrities, mm-hmm. different celebrities over the years, because for as much adulation as they get and for all of the fame and all of the money and all the access and all the everything, that is a nightmare for being an actual person. Mm-hmm. And they're every bit as much a person as you and I are, sure. right? So whoever your celebrity is, maybe you feel some sort of connection, you've benefited from their music or you love their movies or whatever it is pray for that person like person to person pray for them that's nice that's very positive thanks for that good heads up Justin Bieber on Instagram what's his uh, handle do you know I don't know just look up Justin Bieber sure. it'll show up probably so WORD. Every marriage has areas that are working and others that could improve. The Focus on Marriage Assessment will help you discover and evaluate 12 essential traits to build a relationship that thrives. It's free. Take the free assessment by logging on to our station website and use the keyword marriage. Also, win an all-inclusive marriage retreat with a cabin, meals, and retreat activities, and $1,000 to cover flight and incidental expenses, plus a free ebook download of date night ideas. Take your marriage from good to great. Register for the marriage getaway at wordfm.com slash marriage at the original mattress factory we don't chase trends we focus on one thing quality 
We only use the highest quality materials to build our mattresses and box springs, and we put all of our products through the ringer, testing new designs and materials at our test center in Cleveland, Ohio. If a new feature or technology doesn't offer a true benefit, we don't put it in our products. At the Original Mattress Factory, our focus is on what makes a great mattress, not a great markup. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Sleep impacts your ability to focus, learn, and solve problems. But according to Harvard Medical School, only 11% of American college students are sleeping well. At the Original Mattress Factory, we can't guarantee that your college student won't stay up until 3 a.m. cramming before a big exam. But we can provide a hand-built, high-quality mattress at a factory-direct price when they are finally ready to get some rest. Visit an Original Mattress Factory store near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Are you self-employed or own a business and have a debt of more than $10,000 to the IRS or haven't filed taxes in over two years? Pay close attention. With a call to Oxford Tax Partners, you will find the solution to your worries. 888-512-5281. The consultation is free. 888-512-5281. I thought a payment plan was the only option with the IRS until Oxford Tax Partners settled my tax debt completely. Call 888-512-5281. If the federal or state authorities have taken aggressive action against you or your business, Oxford's team of tax attorneys will help you settle your debt every step of the way. Oxford Tax Partners has helped clients in all 50 states, including many in your area. Call today, and in addition to your free consultation, save $600 in services. 888-512-5281. With Oxford Tax Partners, say goodbye to tax worries and hello to greater financial freedom. 888-512-5281. 5281 Homeowners love their Pella windows and doors, and we love how happy we made Susan from Sewickley. I just have to tell you, this bay window is absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's fantastic. It really is beautiful. I mean, beautiful. Can we install some happiness for you? Right now, get 50% off installation or 18 months, no payments, no interest. Call for your free consultation. We'll come to you. 888-78-PELLA. PellaPittsburgh.com. You have a lot of acquaintances? I have a ton of acquaintances. Ah. Oh, my acquaintances. But they're not friends. Right? Very few, especially good friends. Some friends... Many, many, many acquaintances. And I think that's probably true before social media, right? That was just people's lives. Yeah, I think so. And I think depending on what your work is, you maybe are more likely or less likely to have fewer really close friends. What do you mean by that? Well, I just know that since uh, since you and I started this show, because we're in the public eye, it makes me a little more reticent to be close to people. Why are you You're the same way. I get it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, I, I'm, we're, we're both introverts anyway, right? So my best friends, and I think it's probably true, are my oldest friends, people that I've known for decades. Those are the people you go to. Mm-hmm. Right, the people that have a good understanding, the acquaintances, eh, you know, Facebook, yada yada. Hey, buddy, that kind of thing. Right, people that you know just in the passing. That's fine. 
It takes a long, it takes a long, hard, not long, maybe not hard, but it's a long, circuitous road to become a true friend. Yeah, I think it takes a lot of shared experience to mm-hmm. get to that place. Right. Amy Simpson is with us. Amy's a regular guest on our show. She uh, is a, a public speaker and acquisitions editor from Moody Publishing. A couple of her books were just fabulous. Um, Blessed are the Unsatisfied, Finding Spiritual Freedom in an Imperfect World. And this one we love, Troubled Minds, Mental Illness and the Church's Mission. Amy, welcome back. How are you today? I'm well, thanks. How are you guys? Good. So you you understand because of all your work with psychological health and your work with life coaching that there is a big difference between the acquaintanceships that we have and being known. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I also know this for the same reason you do because it's it's part of our experience, right? In this modern world, personally, I think whether we whether we recognize or put the same words to it or not, just about everybody feels this to some degree. Right. People who have a lot of acquaintances. <laughs> but we're really hungry for being known, aren't we? Yes. In fact, I think being known is one of our fundamental needs as human beings. And if you look at the way God created us and the way we're, he, you know, the scripture talks about us back way back even in Genesis um, about how humans were created and how it, it, it's not good for us to be alone and you know, the the um, ways that you see relationships taking shape, even at the very beginning of human history, it's pretty obvious. This is built into who we are, that we need not only to, you know, to be acquainted with others, but to be known and to mm-hmm. be known by God and by one another. So being known requires, you know, I said shared experience. That's the first thing I think of. Do you think that's the place that you start? Yeah, I think shared experience and but but even before we have a shared experience often it's just it's something else that we share, right? We have a a common interest or a common um maybe experience in our past that we didn't share for one another with one another but you know, I've oh I've been there too. That that can be a good entry point into a true friendship. Um but a true friendship yeah, often uh requires shared experience, but I think you know, there are we can make choices about the way we experience things together, um, where we we learn we are vulnerable with one another. You know, we are honest. We rely on each other. We're open with each other. Or you know, we can we can be very closed off to each other. Or we how you know um, we can withhold ourselves in those experiences. So, I think shared experience is an important ingredient for true friendship, but it's no guarantee of true of true friendship. You know, we have to uh, expose ourselves, risk ourselves to some degree. It's hard to have a friend, isn't it? It's hard to find a friend, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right? I think especially, well, no, this maybe this is not true. I was going to say, I was going to say especially if you're married. Because, you know, most people who are married, they invest in their partner and, you know, they may have one or two friends, but they don't venture out. But I think if you're not married, maybe perhaps even more hard to find friends because then you've got to go and force yourself into perhaps uncomfortable social situations or take a bigger risk because there's a little more on the line. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, and, you know, I've been I've been married pretty much my whole, just about my whole adult life. Um, so I haven't had that, the experience of, of needing to do that as a single person, as, you know, as a working adult. But I, I imagine it, that, that that's true, that there are advantages and disadvantages to both. And 
for most of us, I think we often find our friends, or at least what you know what passes for the closest thing to friendship for us in our society through the the place our places of work, you know, through our children, through our children's schools or school events. Um, maybe through our spouse's work or, you know, our church, places we find ourselves in, again, kind of sharing a common experience with other people. And I, I think the less we, we have those things where we're actually in physical space with other people kind of sharing that same experience, the, the more difficult it is to get the beginnings of a friendship. Right. To even have the opportunity to make friends. Okay, so what about um, the importance of just showing up, just being there? John and I talk regularly on the show about the seven day cycle. We show up in church, right? So it's winter here, and you know it's, there's black ice, and you don't want to leave the house, but you you go to church. Uh, you know it's summer. Our church doesn't have air conditioning, but people show up anyway, right? Church. Even though it's you know 95 degrees. Um, you're depressed or whatever it is, you still show up. And over time, you know, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but after it's been six months or it's been five years or it's been 15 years, all of a sudden you realize that you are becoming known by to these people that you show up with. And it's just, it's not even a matter of having like a super significant conversation every seven days. It's just that you're committed and you're, you're both, you're all there. Yeah, it's a great point. I think that that can be really important. And I think we tend to underestimate the value of physical presence <laughs> because so much of our, so much is possible virtually for us now, right? We can do, we can work from remotely. We can have all these, you know, I have all these Facebook friends I've never met in real life. Um, and I know all of us have that, you know, people who, with whom we have some sense of proximity to whom we are not actually physically proximate. But the people who know us the best and the people we know the best and the people we, you know, really are, who are in the best position in our lives to truly know us are the ones who see us physically present um, in that space. And there is something about that that is really powerful and, and, you know, makes possible things that are not possible. Right. So, yeah, I think showing up physically and being in physical space is is really important not only to give ourselves the possibility of relationships, but to maintain those relationships and to really know and be known. Amy Simpson's with us. She's the author of several excellent works, Anxious, Choosing Faith in a World of Worry is one of the books that Amy's written we love. Amy, I, I don't know about you, but, um, you know, as a parent, I think I've spent, and maybe this is just, you know, my neuroses, I've spent an inordinate amount of time in some ways worrying about my children's friendships. And I think this might be, you know, sort of the, the mark of the modern age, whether it was the early, you know, preschool play groups, yada, yada, or, you know, guys, you know, friends of my, my kids sleeping over, that kind of thing. And now as young adults, I go, are they, are they cool? Is that going to be okay? You know, the, the group of friends moving forward or, you know, and I, I, I don't know if that's, you know, normal or if that's just me or if it's a social media thing or what, but I think friendships in some ways, whether you're 55 or 15, might be harder to make actual true friendships of face-to-face, look a friend in the eye and share from the heart to have those common experiences. 
Yeah, I think part of the reason, I've, I've thought about this for my own life, and I think part of the reason is um, that that when you're younger, you know, you find yourself thrown into the same classroom <laughs> with a bunch of other people your age, or you, fi- you know, you find yourself on the playground um, playing together, and, you know, you got to have somebody to play with, so here's another person, you're going to play with them. You know, you have, I think you have less choice about it, the matter when you're when you're kids. And when you're adults, you know, we have all these choices to make. And we, I think, I think that somehow the choice uh, creates more risk for us. You know, it, it requires more effort and more, yeah, more risk for us to kind of cross that line and, and approach another person and put ourselves in their lives, invite them into, into our lives and, and begin a friendship. Um, there is that risk of, of rejection or that risk of, um, you know, things not, not, actually be, not actually being a very good fit with the other person. But I think that, that we have so much choice, um, we can easily choose not to take that risk or not to spend time with other people. And, and so it, I think, requires more of us to put ourselves in that position where it's not just already happening because of the position we find ourselves in. And, and so I think we really need to work hard as adults to do that. Now, there are lots of barriers that are present in our society now that were not present when we were younger also, and those, and those are true across the board, I would say. But I think especially for adults, like you said, the older we get, the less we find ourselves sort of naturally thrown together with people we don't know. And I think that makes it more challenging. That's Amy Simpson. Amy's the award-winning author of Blessed Are the Unsatisfied, Troubled Minds, Mental Illness in the Church's Mission, and Anxious, Choosing Faith in a World of Worry. Thanks, Amy. Take a break. Come back. we got lots more ahead. Stick around for the uh, Hour 5 of the Rock Home. Oh, my papa, to me you are so wonderful. Oh, my papa, to me you are so good. Does that song bring back memories of days gone by and sage folks in our lives? Hi, this is Marcia from the Springhouse, and we love remembering the olden days. We also love honoring these dear folks in our lives at the upcoming Grandparents' Day ham and turkey dinner at the Springhouse. It's the second Sunday in September, and we'll be featuring our own hickory smoked ham, roast turkey, real mashed potatoes, and all the fixins. In our family, my mom and dad are so great at making each of their 19 grandchildren feel like the favorite. Do you know some special folks like that that you'd love to honor bring them to the springhouse country store and dairy farm for good old-fashioned eating check out springhousemarket.com for more details or give us a call at 724-228-3339 looking forward to seeing you at the springhouse at 84 pa a humanitarian crisis is unfolding just off our shores i don't always eat sometimes i'll go the entire day without finding anything sometimes two days years of drought have led to starvation and famine. I don't have much to give them. Sometimes I don't have anything to give them. 101.5 Word FM and Food for the Poor are teaming up to provide life-saving food and water for starving families in Haiti. And with your help, we can bring answers to prayers. I say, God, give me what you can. If I pray to you every day, maybe one day you will deliver us. Your generous gift of just $80 will provide food for a year and water for life for one suffering Haitian child. A gift of just $27 
$1,000 a month for the next year would provide for a family of four. Just dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say hope. Dial pound 250 and say hope. Or click the red Saving Starving Families banner at wordfm.com. Ulta Beauty's 21 Days of Beauty is 21 days of amazing finds. It's 21 days to discover your next go-tos and can't live without. 21 days of daily beauty steals of 50% off the must-haves, like the Tartlet and Bloom Eyeshadow Palette and Urban Decay 24-7 Eye Pencils. Plus, explore our latest exclusive products and hundreds of new launches, a.k.a. 21 days of I Want That One and That One. Event ends September 21st. Ulta Beauty, the possibilities are beautiful. What's happened to my son? We raised him in the church and he went to youth group. He's not acting like himself, and this morning, I found drugs in his room. I can't tell my pastor or my friends. They'll think I'm a bad parent. Is this my fault? I'm so ashamed and don't know where to turn. There is hope. For over 50 years, Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge has been helping families to find answers to their loved one's drug addiction. Call today, 724-265-4100, or visit paatc.org, bringing wholeness to the hopeless. So there was all this brouhaha last week about uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich. What? It, right? What's the deal about how that? How do these things spontaneously occur yeah. in social media? It's just, it's like it has a life of its own. So many Popeye's have been besieged because someone did a supposed blind taste test between Popeye's and Chick-fil-A. And apparently Popeye's did, sandwich. Uh, do you even know who did the study? It was, no. so it was some dude. Right. Right. Some dude. In his who mom's pro- basement. Right. Who probably, who could have worked for Popeye's for all we know. Could be. And didn't sample anything. Put it out online and it, it creates this whole gigantic issue. But the word's out that the, apparently the Popeye's chicken sandwich yes. is superior in every way to the much beloved I just, and now maligned Chick-fil-A sandwich. Oh, so God. people have been storming, waiting in lines for long, for hours on end. Now, last night... Seriously, Houston. what isn't that? You just isn't that stupid? What to wait in line for chicken sandwich? Well, yeah, for yeah, a yes. I'll go have some hummus. B, it's not, and they're doing this hummus. because of some dude who they don't know, right? Who may not have even done a blind taste test or anything, but it's causing them to stand out in line in front of Popeyes, right? Because you want to be in the know. Oh you my want to go, gosh. hey man, I had one of those Popeyes chicken sandwiches. The they heck? were fabulous too. Or here's my opinion about the Popeyes chicken sandwich. All right. So last night. Labor Day weekend, winding down. Apparently a group of uh, people were in line at a Popeye's in Houston, and they were informed, they, sorry, we are all out of the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Well, this group wasn't going to have it because five people parked their car, hopped out of the black SUV. They rushed the door. One of the people who jumped out of the car was brandishing a gun. Stop it. One of the people was holding a baby in the in her arms. Because we got a gun and a baby. Right. They quickly locked the doors at Popeye's. But there was a bit of a melee. The police were called. The people jumped back into the black SUV and drove away. I am despairing for society. <laughs> I believe at this point I've deduced we have no future. No, I was driving by a KFC the other day, and I saw you know the image of uh, much beloved Colonel Sanders. Yeah, well, he's been left out of this. That's what I thought, Cap. I mean, well, he's old news. You think it, they would be like top of the game? What about all the twenty-one herbs and spices? Right, Are the twenty-one. I think so. Do you think that Kentucky Fried Chicken would nowhere. have like the absolute it's best It's nowhere. Chicken? Nowhere. When's the last time you ate some KFC? A decade ago. A decade. Mm-hmm. Well, see, growing up, I mean, my kids, my, my youngest boy, we, we never went to KFC. We just didn't. It wasn't part of our thing. You know, whatever. He obsessed about it. 
And we'd go, Dad, please, could we someday, could we someday get some KFC? Could we please? He must ask me that, no exaggeration, for three straight years. Finally, one day, we were driving by. Were you holding out on him? Because no, I just, it was just you kind were trying of, to drag him or what? No, just kind of, uh, yeah, yeah. It's not really, you know, I'd say, honey, it's not as all it's cracked up to be, you know. That's an understatement. So one day I did acquiesce and we went and we had some chicken and he chose, you know, like that extra crispy, which is sort of wrapped in like 55,000 layers of whatever that stuff they put on top of that. Right. He enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was it. Pretty much so. Yeah. So all we did it. The same thing's going to happen to all the people who are who are storming Popeyes. Popeyes. They're going to have a sandwich and they're going to say, "It's a chicken sandwich." Right. Aren't you better off to make the chicken sandwich at your own house? How about not trusting some dude? Right. Who said he did some kind of blind taste? Who do? Why do you care what sandwich he thought was better? Wasn't like you know what? What are the like a high end like the Michelin Guide gives Popeye five stars? It's right. It's not like (laughs) this is some kind of official situation. Excuse me. Okay, I'm not going to take the some dude recommendation. Some dude. SDR. (laughs) It's not what I'm going to base my choices on. Although you know, if it was Michelin, people would go, "Oh well, Michelin." Well, that has a little more credibility. Right. If it's the James Beard Award winner, you're going to maybe say, okay, maybe. I would. But you know what? I'd like to have a chicken sandwich now. I am very hungry. Me too. Now what that you brought all this up. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Practically parking over the Bahamas for a day and a half, Hurricane Dorian pounded away at the islands Tuesday in a watery onslaught that devastated thousands of homes, trapped people in attics, and crippled hospitals. At least five deaths are reported, with the full extent of damage far from clear. International Red Cross spokesman Michael Cochrane says there's widespread storm damage reported from Abaco and Grand Bahama Islands. We believe that more than 13,000 houses have been severely damaged or destroyed. That's about 45% of all homes on the two islands. And he says there needs to be an immediate response for victims of Hurricane Dorian in the Bahamas. About 62,000 people across the two islands um, will need access to clean drinking water. Meanwhile, the outer banks of the hurricane are battering the central Florida coast as the hurricane chugs slowly northward. On Wall Street, a down day as the Dow dropped 285 points. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group and timeshare cancellation advocate. I was sued by the largest timeshare company in federal court for simply helping people cancel their timeshare that they had been lied to about. The jury sized me up and came back with a verdict after only 20 minutes. And yes, I won. My husband and I are more than grateful to everyone at Wesley Financial Group. You know, thanks to Chuck and his team, we feel as though a weight has been lifted and we can move on without the worry of a troublesome timeshare. Whether you owe ten dollars to $250,000 on your timeshare, it's my mission to get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off your back permanently. And we proudly hold an A-plus rating with our Better Business Bureau. Want to learn more about getting rid of your troublesome timeshare? Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free consultation. Call 800-691-9999. That's 800-691-9999. 800-691-9999. What you want is awesome new flooring at a great price. What you don't want is to spend hours at a showroom looking for it. 
With at-home flooring, you won't have to. At-home flooring is where awesome happens. And their family's been bringing awesome straight into Pittsburgh homes with top-quality hardwood, tile, carpet, and vinyl for over 50 years with their free shop-at-home experience, along with great selection and professional installation. So forget the showroom and schedule a little bit of awesome instead. Visit athomeflooringpgh.com. Providence Presbyterian Church. Washington Alliance Church. Bethlehem Lutheran Church. St. John the Baptist Church. Impact Christian Church. The Bible Chapel. What do all these churches from various denominations have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for churches. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. With a new college semester right around the corner, your student might need a new mattress for their apartment or dorm. At the Original Mattress Factory, we hand-build twin extra-long mattresses and box springs that are commonly used in college dorms. In fact, we offer twin extra-long mattresses in a variety of models to match every budget and comfort preference. And we can deliver to anywhere in the U.S., including colleges and universities. Visit OriginalMattress.com or an Original Mattress Factory store near you to learn more. One of the most highly revered Bible teaching programs in the world is facing a challenging financial deficit. If you're among the millions who have personally benefited from the Bible teaching of Chuck Swindoll, then we're asking you to prayerfully step forward and give generously to Insight for Living Ministries. The need is urgent, and your gift of any amount will make a difference in helping to keep this beloved program on the air. You can respond right now by calling 800 770 or go online to insight.org slash donate. Partly cloudy, warm, and humid tonight. Low will be 65. Some areas will see a shower toward daybreak into the first part of tomorrow. Otherwise, tomorrow morning, clouds will give way to sunshine. It'll turn less humid, and the high will be near 80. Nice afternoon. Partly cloudy and cooler tomorrow night with a low of 52. Nice Thursday. We'll have sunshine and a high of 74. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Like, welcome to the 5 o'clock edition of The Ride Home. I like am so happy to see you today, John. It was like such a long weekend when like we never even talked. Right. Well, like glad that we're here today too. Yeah, right? and like isn't it good that Mike's here? Because like if Mike wasn't here, it would just like be so sad and different. Right. It's like so awesome that I get to like be a part of this. Right. Oh, and I'm like so happy to know you, Mike. It's yeah. just, like, like so love good. you guys. Thanks it's like a lot. awesome. It is like. Yeah. Awesome. So what's the story here with that like? What the heck? We'd have a lot of vocal tics, right? We do. Oh, gosh. I have so many. For anyone who's involved in radio, one of the most humbling things is to listen to something that you've said or, you know, a long, we call call it an air check, which is you go back and you listen to a show or you listen Mm -hmm, to a segment mm -hmm. or whatever. And we are regularly horrified by the things that we come back to and so you you know part of being better is to try to get rid of those things so Mm -hmm. i'll i've often had signs in here which have big x's through the like words that i use often that i need to get rid of right um like however is something that seems to have afflicted people who i would say are 
But do you think that's true that it would be for people who are 35 and younger? I just think it's a language. Um, it's like a see. It's like, uh, but it is. But but that's the correct way to use it. It is like a yeah. trend, right. That has happened. But I thought like was more Valley Girl ish. I think it started. Yeah. Didn't it start out being that way? I believe so. I agree. So Valley Girl has moved on to another generation, and from that amplified itself right and it's not just america so we saw an article um in that was reprinted from the guardian about a tv show that kind of sounds similar to the bachelorette right called love island and it's seen only in the uk although of course you could stream it on platforms here in the u.s so one of the things apparently that's been written about the show critically (laughs) if you can write critically about a show like that (laughs) is that the performers use the word like as we were using it at the start of the show like it's just so great and it is like so awesome to right. be with you and so that's caused people to, to despair for the future of british grammar because if there's one thing that brits are good at it's speaking well yes. they have a long and distinguished history of doing it the right their way. lineage is very very so good. this woman has written this article and i think she's out of her mind why? I think she's totally out of her mind. Okay, this first Rebecca of all, Woods. Yeah, Rebecca Woods. She's a senior lecturer in language acquisition. I don't buy it. University of. I mean, I buy that. I buy that. That's that's what she does. I just don't buy her argument here because she talks about how many times participants use the word like. She said two hundred twenty nine times in only eight episodes. Okay, so that's about twenty nine uses of like. Per episode or one every two minutes. Now, look, if you're a linguist and you hear that, you know that's like chalk, right? It, oh, I can't. Against you know, it, the blackboard. It drives me nuts. And I try to talk to my kids about it a lot or any young person I know simply because, especially if you're going on a job interview or you're applying to college or doing an entrance interview or something, that's something that jumps out at me when I hear it. And so I want to make sure that people know that they shouldn't be doing that. But this person whose job is linguistics goes on to make a point that this is just a new version of language and there's nothing wrong with it. She actually says if we criticize a person or group based on how we think they speak, we not only draw attention away from what they're saying, but we're likely to stop them from wanting to speak at all. Language prejudice is real and needs to be called out. No, no. That's what she's saying. She's saying if you don't like like, then you're prejudiced language-wise, John. No, we should call people out. No, not you according to Rebecca. to speak well. No, Rebecca. To speak succinctly. Rebecca says that if you look at the language evolution or the ways that you would map out a sentence, that like has some particular usages and some usages that are not as natural and would change the method of a sentence. So she says, because like is in there, it's not changing the meaning of the sentence. And so therefore it's fine. And I'm saying if it's just a filler word and it's not changing the meaning of a sentence, why use it? Exactly. Why use it? It's lazy. Mm -hmm. And it's a learned, it's something you can unlearn as well if it's learned. For sure. She talks about places where you can use the word like according to her perspective. She says, um, like, I'm going to create a beautiful look in 15 minutes. Like, now why would would you use that? She says, I am like going to create a beautiful look. I am going to like create a beautiful look. 
She says it's different than an ah or an um, Mm. where that's someone who's trying to come up with the next thought, Right. right? It's not that. She says that's an actual filler word in her perspective, from her perspective. And I'm saying... So is like. It's not, it might not be that the person is trying to come up with something to say next, but it's a crutch that you're leaning on that takes away from the import or impact I agree. of what you're saying. There's not a solid flu li- through line from thought to speech. Do you notice it? I, I do not notice it. No. Do you notice it? I always notice really? it. Really? No. It jumps out at me regardless of where I am. Is it a... Is it more women or men, or is it an equal opportunity offender? Huh. What do you think about that, Mike? I don't know. It's definitely an equal opportunity offender, but I <laughs> I once did it. I feel like, but but that's different. That's different. That's different. Right. Do you I have, have your own social tick? I feel like I've heard more women. Yeah, I think I have too. I wanted to say that, but then I thought maybe I'm judging my I mean, I'm not my trying to be sexist in any harsh. way. When I thought I was judging, sure judging my gender too harshly. <laughs> yeah, you and are. you're afraid of judging the other yeah. gender too well, harshly. Yeah. guys have done it. Okay. Uh, this woman sounds like she wants to give participation trophies to everybody and everything. No, no, no. Yeah. That's what she sounds like. I so think do you Rebecca have your own, would. Yeah. Do you have your own tick? Yes. What's the worst? What's I the say worst fantastic one? all the time. Fantastic. Or fabulous. Fantastic. Fabulous. Yeah, I say that. I had to put those. I've had those index cards up around right, me here right. at the studio with a big right. X through them multiple times. I do this. I do a phrase where my wife, it sort of drives my wife up the wall. She'll, I'll go home and she'll go, how was it? And I'll go, yeah, so then this guy, and, and all of a sudden, you know, it was like yada, yada, ding, dong, ding. And she'll go, what? What, what exactly does that mean, yada, yada, ding, dong, ding? And I'm like, you know, it was just like this long mm. conversation. And there was, you know, everyone was talking and just yada, yada, ding, dong, ding. I don't know. It didn't mean anything to me. So I just, you know, stuck around. Right? Mm. So she's going to try to discipline that out of you? Yada, yada, ding, dong, ding. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, my husband said to me just the other day, something that I say is he said, you've created a new word. Fantastic. Which I was excited about. I thought, what word have I created? He said, it's Amina. It's U-M-M-I-N-A. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go down to the store. <laughs> I'm going to go down. So look at that. Is that Pittsburghese? U-M-M-I-N-A. Amina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've done that. Amina. And I feel like I should break myself of that. Right. I'm going to go to the store. Sounds better than Amina. What was I doing before? Uh, Megan, our friend Megan called me out on this. Uh, another. Uh, one or the other. One or the another. Something, oh. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all kind of sort of guttural uh, machinations. Yeah, and it's funny because like, like, oh, see, I just did it. You just did it. Like, I just did it. Uh-huh. See, I, we shouldn't have done the segment because now it's in my head and now I'm going to have to purge. Right. It's like the speech version of you're having my baby. Right. This is what's, what's going to happen. Which, wait. <laughs> like, which is a song, right. by the yeah. way. <laughs> but yeah. If you listen to that sentence he just said, that sounded wrong. Like, no, no, no. I didn't really mean that. <laughs> no, I'm not. Like, actually you totally have, meant I'm that. not having. Right, right. No, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just a little tick that gets stuck in the head it's that all, swirls around. It's a song by Paul Anka. Yeah, we yeah. hated it. Ding, ding, ding. I like it. WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. Now just remember, people, five minutes ago, Joseph was in prison. You know, the climb to the top for Joseph was slow in terms of time, but he didn't have to go through many positions on the way up the ladder, did he? He went from clear to the bottom, clear to the top in one day. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, God Bennett for Good, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, 
Find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, WeatherTech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us. At ExtremeTruck.net. Today's world craves leaders. Leaders with vision, moral character, and independent thinking. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And since 1986, Rama Christian School in Moon has laid the foundation that makes leaders. Through academic and extracurricular activities designed to be as instructional as they are competitive, through mission and service opportunities, arts and athletics, an independent school where pre-K through 8th grade students are formed to become the independent leaders of tomorrow. Schedule a tour at RamaChristianSchool.org. Hi, this is Brad Marshall, General Manager here at Salem, Pittsburgh. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're a listener to our station. If you love this station and you have experience in sales, we'd love to talk to you. You already understand our mission and what we do. So now maybe you'd like to join this team. If you have sales experience and understand digital marketing, we might have a job for you. Call me and we'll discuss the next steps. Call Brad, 412-503-4770. If you love us, come join us. It could be a life-changing opportunity for you. You'll never know unless you call. If you're an employer or a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. And your health plan, it's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase in your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in network. Isn't it time for a change? Stop the insanity. Call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30 percent. It doesn't matter when your renewal is, Marley can help you today. Call 724-884-1496 or find them online at marleyfg.com. Terry Tim is with us. Terry Tim is with us. Terry is the pastor at Christ Community Church of the South Hills, a regular presence on our show. Terry, always good to see you. Well, yeah, sorry, yeah. We should get your mic up oh, there, there so we can hear you. Nice. Thank good you. to see you, too. Thank you. As you come in, you're wearing uh, a pair of shorts. Rock on, Terry. I, I dressed for radio. Good oh, for you. Fabulous, right? Yeah. Good Keep wearing those shorts as long it's, as possible. I can't believe it's September. I, I refuse and to I, give into it. No, somebody somebody said to me it's it's officially fall. I'm like, no, 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 no. and it's not even officially no. fall no. for like weeks. Of course, right. they're 82 confused. degrees out, sunny. Yeah. yeah, it's still summertime for a long Stretch time. Stretch it out as yes, long it is. as possible. Exactly. I mean, if you had the means and the time, you could go to the beach right now. Right? You oh, could. It would be a fantastic time Wouldn't that be great? You'd be the best time to go because there's nobody there. You can still broadcast from the beach. Sure you can. It's a lot cheaper at this time. We'd have mm-hmm. reduced rates. You have to bring like gigantic windscreens. We should go. <laughs> well, let me tell you, if you ever work that out, please yeah, include I'll me. Yeah, I sure will. <laughs> Make sure it's the, on the week that I'm on, hey, on the air time. with you. We'd have a good time at the beach. You could take the, the, the ride home on the road. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't dreamed about that. Yeah, yeah. Hundred different We've been times. Talking to, to management about that for a long time. Locations, Please. Terry. Before you came on, we were talking about the tendency to use the word "like" in language. Mm. Like it's so awesome. I like it. Uh huh. No, that's like, okay. No, that's, no. that's 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 like like the is normal. That, way I think it's a it. Pittsburgh thing. Well, actually, it's not because no? we were reading an article in the Guardian and they're complaining about it on a London TV show. 
wow, it's bad mm-hmm. when, yes. when the Brits are complaining about language. That's right. what we were saying, the guardians of, right? Yeah. Or how about, of Western which is language. A, another sort of, you know, a crutch is so. People start off, so I, so. So I did this, and so I hear that often. They call that in communication weak words. Uh, I remember doing a communication uh, seminar, and we had to film ourselves with our phones, and you had to count all the times you used the word like or so. And it was, it was brutal mm-hmm. <laughs> because it happens very, very easily, and now I'm super conscious right, of and now, what and, I'm going And you to don't say. recognize <laughs> it, which is why those classes are so good. I remember one of my teachers, this was my, uh, my senior uh, year AP English teacher in high school, telling me that the word very was useless it was there is no point in ever using that word because it doesn't it's actually become so trite it takes away from your point instead of emphasizing it so you're actually hurting yourself when you use it unless you say very very no no it's actually twice as bad (laughs) verily verily but listen i remember jesus was allowed to do that i mean how long is your senior year is it like nine months long it took me nine months to stop writing that it just it's mm. become so ingrained in you right it's I was just very happy those are the right those are but you could say i was happy. I was happy you don't have to say you were very happy because happy means that you're already happy right or the word really doesn't do anything i really either. appreciate it mm-hmm. no right. i appreciate it i appreciate it, it. i can that actually works. appreciate yes. it that's enough that implies mm-hmm. that there's a really in there right, right. okay so those are habits they those are. are linguistic habits that we all get into you've been thinking about life habits I have been. Are there similarities? Are there crutches that we get into or like ruts? That, that's a great question and a great lead-in because there was a study done at Duke University a number of years ago, and they said up to 40% of the things that we do, and I would probably extend it, the things that we say are based on habits. We're subconscious, unconscious, we're not aware of the things that we do and say, and they're just patterns and habits that we've developed, and they they help us navigate through life. Sometimes the habits and practices are helpful, and sometimes they're not, like just some of these words that we're, we're talking about. And so f- what I've been trying to do is to examine my life and see which habits are actually helpful and helpful in terms of forming me more and more into the image of Christ. That's God's goal for us, is to to grow up in Christ. And which habits are not really helping me, they're they're actually deforming. Some habits form us, and some habits deform Mm. us. And so I've never actually thought about the language habits and patterns, but that's a great connection point. And uh, there are things that I say and we say that if we, again, if we listen to ourselves, we'd say, that's a habit, and that's not a helpful habit. Mm-hmm. I want to, uh, I want to stop that. And so, the, the listening to ourselves, listening to a recording or a podcast, actually would disrupt us and get our attention. And then we can make a decision: Do I want to continue in that habit, or am I going to make a change? Mm-hmm. And that's what I've been working on in my life this summer, making some changes. I've never heard the word deform. Deform, right? Like, I mean, of course, deformity. Deform, right. Well, right. right. But deform, it's, there's a little more stress difference. I maybe made that word up, but I don't think so. I think it's actually probably, yeah. we're, we're in this postmodern world, right? You can make up words. Yes. But 
when I think of form, I, I want to use that in terms of like a healthy, it's forming us into the image of Christ, where there are things that are actually deforming us. They're taking away our, our humanity, our image bearing, and that, that might be an, a, an individual type of thing, or it might be a communal action. There are patterns that take us away from being our best self or imaging God the way God intends us to be, to be imaging him. Right. So our time on social media, more often than not, deforms ourselves, oh, right? Oh, gosh. Right? We, we, we become unchristlike. That's been one of my big challenge points. And Is that oppor- right? And opportunity points. Like, uh, right now, I, I actually, uh, about two and a half weeks ago, I deleted the Twitter app from my phone. Did wow. You? Like I, I hit the X on How it. How brave of and you. And made it go away. Because it was deforming It was you? deforming me. I love Twitter. I, I really do. Mm-hmm. Like if there's one app that I could hold on to and uh, just like cling to, it, it would be Twitter. Uh, Twitter for me, it gives me access to people I don't have access to, right. smart people, creative right. people, artistic people. I love to know what people are thinking about. Ideas. Reading ideas. Oh, and I could find myself, you know, just scrolling through Twitter. And, uh, and I found myself spending so much time, and it really wasn't forming me well. And so... Uh, being confronted with that reality, uh, I, I could do one of two things. Continue with that habit, that pattern, or make a change. And it, it, it did take me a while. I, I knew it was the right thing for me to do to stop uh, participating on, on Twitter for a while. But to actually make that step of like deleting it and mm. watching it go away... It was. It's been life giving, though, to be honest. Interesting. Okay, it, so has it been easier now that you're off? Now that I'm off, absolutely. Okay. Don't think about it. I don't think about it. Right. And and when I have, uh, I mean, and again, this is, I mean, true confessions. It's just the three of us here in the room, right? right. Nobody sure, else right. is listening. The mic isn't even listening, <laughs> right? So, I mean, if I'm stuck in traffic, I mean, my first impulse is to pull my phone out sure. and let me just scroll people, through, right? Like, why not multitask here? And it's it's interesting now that I'm not doing that. It's like I can think about other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can enjoy the quiet. I can think my own thoughts about rather than you know being uh, trapped in other people's thoughts. And for me, I, the, the word that I've been thinking about a lot is this word attachment. Uh, I I get attached to things. I think we all get attached to certain things, and they they have a life in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. And for me, detaching, tw- I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Twitter. It's not inherently evil, but I was too attached to it. I've been too attached to it in this current season. And so uh, I've made the conscious decision to detach from that. I'm not going to you know, judge anybody. Oh my gosh, you're a terrible person because you spend time on Twitter. But for me, it it, it had too strong of a grip on mm-hmm. my life, yep. and it was it was time for that, me to disrupt that that habit. But wait, now you said Terry that you know you that you loved it because the people, the ideas, the creativity, the platform itself is a neutral a neutral thing, isn't it? It's it is. What, it's it's how you choose to engage with it, right? And I would say two things that were unhealthy in terms of my engagement is spending too much time on it. Yes, there was good things on it. But also in our in the world that we live in, in terms of the the uh, 
the lack of civility that can come out on social media platforms. I was getting sucked into some of that world as well. You were getting angry. I was getting angry. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. yeah. I've seen those tweets. Absolutely. And, uh, just kidding. And I just needed to be free from that for a while. I'm not saying I'm never going to go back. It's a lifelong, but uh, it, it, it was capturing a part of my life that I just knew was not shaping me in a, in a positive way. Okay, so then whether it was social media or alcohol or drugs or, right, many things are, are just presented as a neutral thing. It's, Sugar. It, right. That it's, was, th- so a year, what, it's been a year and a half, I decided I was, stop eating sugar. You were done. I was done with sugar because it was, I know this sounds weird if you've never experienced it or thought about it, but it was too important to me. I know that sounds strange, but I felt like if I didn't have like some kind of sugared food that like I hadn't enjoyed my day, I had, mm. my, I'd, I'd wasted really? my day. Or so something. you need at the end it, of the day, you need a cookie, yeah, it's some, a, some chocolate. It, it was ridiculous. Well, I, and, I, and I think sometimes there are, there are physical things. I mean, we can get addicted to physical sources. I'm surely. not saying you were addicted to sugar, although been. you might have been. But what I heard you say, and like for me with, with Twitter or social media, it's this unhealthy attachment. Like there's something wrong with me or my life is less than if I haven't yes. had this cookie or right. I haven't spent X amount of minutes. Right, so, right. Like, And that's the I think that's a very destructive habit and pattern that's, again, deforming us. Like my my all in all should be in in the beauty of the gospel, right? Sugar is not the reason yes, I live. Social right. media is not the reason. That's not what what brings ultimate contentment and satisfaction and joy in life. And you know, Augustine would say it's a disordered love, right? right. We we can have a love for something, but there are certain things that that love gets too strong. That the attachment is too strong. It's directed in the wrong per, uh, space. And, and we need to detach from that right, for right. a while, for a season, or okay. forever. So then all those things, those habits, good habit, bad habit, it takes a while to build a habit. It takes a while to deconstruct a habit. Yes. I, I mean, I think there's some science, and I haven't done a whole lot of uh, research in that, but say that you can you can really develop a habit in 21 days, right? Isn't that the kind of the, yes. the, the, the science? I would say uh, it can take – I mean, you can change a habit. You can stop doing something immediately but the the emotional psychological spiritual mm-hmm. reality of that yes i mean uh for that to really take root i think take take much longer and to and to begin to pick up new habits that are are life-giving and again form us in the direction that we want to go which i would say as a follower of of christ the, the habits need to be uh enlarging our heart mm-hmm. in terms of our love for god and our love for neighbor. Right. Those are the patterns and habits that we need to find and, and live into. There's something else I need to cling to. Okay, you know, from a purely alcoholic level, after a lifetime of drinking, when you, you know, become sober, they go, we recommend 90 meetings in 90 days. Mm. So three months, and you do a meeting a day. And within that, you develop new habits, new patterns, think right, act right, feel right, new ways of thought to take you from those old destructive things and bring you into a new, new pattern of the existence. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a great example. It's, it's changing your life. It's doing something different. This is one of the, the problems, I think, with Western Christianity, is that we can think 
we think we can think ourselves into new ways of acting. You got that right, mm. too. That's really... Right? Th- say that again. So we think we can think ourselves into new ways of acting, mm. which is a, a Western uh, Greek kind of mm-hmm. philosophical approach to life. And I think that impacts m- most of our churches, certainly in the evangelical world. If you think correctly, then your life will change automatically. And we all know, I mean, thinking is very important. It's important to think correct things about God, about ourselves and the world. But there are are many situations in life where I know the truth, but I'm not applying it. It hasn't actually impacted my heart, my motivations, my attitudes, and my behaviors. The Hebraic way of of looking at kind of transformation is you act yourself into a new way of thinking. Fake it till you make it. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. you you, you begin to practice things over time, and you may not even embrace that, you know, cognitively or intellectually, but over time, as you, you practice that day after day after day, all of a sudden your mind begins to shift and change, and you see the benefit of that habit or that practice that that's a that's a different right. model of spirituality and again i think that the beauty of the the judeo christian tradition is we have kind of both sides of those that coin the thinking and the acting and the practice and and we need to find a way to wed those two things together in a more holistic way that's excellent terry tim is with us terry's the pastor at christ community church of the south hills we're talking about the place of habits in our lives stay with us terry's going to stick around as well When it comes to higher education, it's worth considering a Christian university or college, one that reaffirms students' faith instead of tearing it down. Research shows that students who attend a Christian college can become significantly more committed to their faith, and that's an important investment to make. You care about the type of people who are teaching the classes and the content and perspective of the courses just as much as you do about the strength of the academics. It matters that Christian faith is supported and shared. Find out about many schools at once by attending the free Christian College Fair with representatives of colleges and universities from across North America. Start planning now. Take advantage of the opportunity to meet with representatives from top Christian colleges throughout the country. Learn about financial aid, scholarship opportunities, and more. Take your first step to a Christian college education at Orchard Hill Church in Wexford, Saturday, September 14th from 11 to 1. That's the Pittsburgh Christian College Fair, Saturday, September 14th at Orchard Hill Church in Wexford from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pella has done it again with our brand new lifestyle series. Pella can customize window replacement solutions room by room. Imagine bedroom and bathroom windows with shades between the glass, a room darkening experience for sleep in one room, and beautiful privacy in the other. Pella Lifestyle Series is the number one performing wood window and patio door. Right now, get 50% off installation or 18 months no pay no interest. Call 888-77-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. Now's the time to travel and be with the people you care about the most. And at Holiday Inn and Holiday Inn Express, we're helping you be there for less. Save at least 25% at thousands of hotels worldwide if you book by September 24th. You won't want this moment to pass you by. So book today at HolidayInn.com. Terms and conditions apply. A humanitarian crisis is unfolding just off our shores. I don't always eat. Sometimes I'll go the entire day without finding anything. Sometimes two days. Years of drought. 
have led to starvation and famine. I don't have much to give them. Sometimes I don't have anything to give them. 101.5 Word FM and Food for the Poor are teaming up to provide life-saving food and water for starving families in Haiti. And with your help, we can bring answers to prayers. So again, I say, God, give me what you can. If I pray to you every day, maybe one day you will deliver us. Your generous gift of just $80 will provide food for a year and water for life for one suffering Haitian child. A gift of just $27 a month for the next year would provide for a family of four. Just dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say hope. Dial pound 250 and say hope. Or click the red Saving Starving Families banner at wordfm.com. Partly cloudy, warm, and humid tonight. Low will be 65. Some areas will see a shower toward daybreak into the first part of tomorrow. Otherwise, tomorrow morning, clouds will give way to sunshine. It'll turn less humid, and the high will be near 80. Nice afternoon. Partly cloudy and cooler tomorrow night with a low of 52. Nice Thursday. We'll have sunshine and a high of 74. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. We're talking about the power of habits in our lives with Terry Tim, who joins us as the pastor of Christ Community Church of the South Hills. All right, so let's get to some specifics here. Okay, so you mentioned uh, Twitter. You gave up Twitter. Okay. Yes. John talked about alcohol. I talked about sugar. Um, those are not all equivalent, and they disrupt our lives in, in very, mm-hmm. various ways that some are more severe than others. So I don't, I don't want anyone to think that I'm equating all three of those. But it's a similar process that you have to go through to decide this is something that has too much of a hold on me, and I have to be rid of it. Yes. So, so let me mention a, a book that I've been reading uh, myself and then with people in my church. It's a book called The Common Rule by Justin Early. Hmm. And so I want to give a shout out to, mm-hmm. to him and uh, encourage people to look at that. And he talks about uh, there are two kinds of practices or habits. He said there are practices that help us resist things, and then there's practices that help us embrace things. There's a time and season to kind of put the hand up and like, I need, I need to resist that. That has too much control. Mm-hmm. And then there are things that I need to embrace because those are going to shape me in, in again, a God-honoring, people-honoring kind of way. So both of, both of those movements, I think, are really, really important. Sugar, social media, alcohol, right. we're, we're resisting those types of things. I mean, the, the spiritual discipline, the practice that the people of God have called that over years is fasting. I mean, we, we typically talk, we think about fasting from, from food, but uh, fasting uh, is a reminder that there are things that have taken hold of our life, and we want to resist that, that force. Uh, and again, it could be fasting from food, fasting from alcohol, social media. One of the things that, uh, in this Common Rule book, he, he says each week you should fast for, for from something for 24 hours. Mm, fast it, from something for from 24 something, right. hours. And that, okay. that could be food, but f- one of the things that I've been doing, again, just kind of in that, in that space, is that one of my habits is when I get into the car, 
the first thing I do is turn on the radio. Me too. Right, right. I never listen to the radio ever except when I'm in the car. And so one day a week, I, for 24 hours, I am intentionally fasting from the radio. Okay. And so when I get into the car, if the radio happens to be on, I turn it off. And if it's off, I have to, I literally, I mean, it's taking me like, I can feel everything in my body wanting to go and push that button mm-hmm. on. And so I'm resisting, again, nothing wrong with necessary with the platform of radio, but it has a little too uh, big of a hold on my life. And one of the things that I've discovered is, wow, the quiet is nice. And I can actually be, in, whether it's a short drive of five minutes or an hour drive, seizing that quality time of quiet has really been life-giving to my, my soul and not having external noise. I've got enough internal noise, but just quieting my life down a little bit. So that that practice for me is resisting the noise, resisting the information, but embracing quietness, embracing an awareness that God actually is with me right here in the car, and I can be comfortable in the presence of God. So that that's a, that's a simple practice that I, I think for me is rooted in this tradition of fasting, uh, but it's not connected to food. Right. Okay, so we don't want anybody to turn the radio off. Not the radio. No, I mean, you can right stream now. online. Four to, <laughs> four to six. You can, you can have your you radio get a dispensation. On. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so that's really good. So uh, what I like about this, Terry, is that, you know, we've talked about, you know, you, as we said, uh, whether it's radio or sugar or alcohol. But when you think about this, this is a skill set that something here we're doing, a habit, should draw us closer to God. Exactly. The, the invitation that God has uh, for us is to, is to draw near, to, um, to be in communion, to, to be awakened to the presence of God. I mean, God is always present. I mean, it's one of the core theological understandings right. about the nature of God, that God's always present. I mean, I know sometimes we're in these gatherings and we pray, God, would you be present here, right? Which is not a theologically sound right. prayer. I'm here. The, the, the prayer is, God, would you make me, make us aware of your presence in this place? And so some of these practices of embracing certain things are an invitation to be awakened to the nearness of God so that, I love your word, John, so that we can commune with God, to, to have an intimacy of relationship. Uh, as you we were talking, I mean, the scripture from, uh, I think it's Genesis 17, where God says to Abram, walk before me and be blameless. The, the Hebrew, actually, the phrase walk before me, it means walk in my face. Like, get in my face, not in a confrontational way, the way we use that, mm-hmm. but be intimate. Like, look in, Abram, look into my eyes and let me look into your eyes. That's the invitation of communion. Mm. And I want, to, I want to embrace habits that make me more aware of God's nearness to me and my nearness to God as well. And, and I need those practices. We need to take a break. When we come back, Terry, I want to ask you about just how countercultural this idea is. I just spent this morning reading an article about how we need to embrace the inner person. We need to let the Mm. inner person out. And you're saying we need to, like, discipline ourselves? It's a different perspective. It's next. 101.5 WORD. Next time on Adventures in Odyssey. That's some dress. 
Fireworks explode when Donna Barclay wants to wear a fashionable dress that her dad considers too revealing. Aren't you going to get dressed? This is the dress I'm wearing tonight. Wrong. It's a look at why modesty is the best policy. Do you hear me? You're not so special. Shannon. Shannon, what's this all about? Find out on the next Adventure in Odyssey. Tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. Are you a writer who's devoted your time to writing a book with Christian morals behind it but need help to get it published? Maybe you wrote a children's book, your memoirs, a devotional, or a mystery with strong moral values at its core. Covenant Books has helped faith-based authors publish, edit, and sell their books through Christian bookstores and major online book retailers. Plus, if you call now at 800-580-1838, we're offering a free author's information kit to help you through the publishing process. Our experienced and dedicated staff will review and notate your manuscript with an editor's eye. Then our page designers will format your book to create the appropriate experience for your readers. And if needed, Covenant's talented illustrators will bring your book to life. Most importantly, Covenant Books will help tell your story by printing, marketing, and distributing your book through specialty Christian bookstores and major online book retailers like Amazon, Apple, and many others. Covenant Books, let us help tell your story. For your free author's information packet, call 800-580-1838. That's 800-580-1838. 800-580-1838. At Accurate Solutions Group, we're known to consort with pirates, penguins, and even panthers, and of course the Steelers. Maybe fans of Pittsburgh's most beloved sports teams turn to us because they know we're Yinzers too. So whether you're a pirate fan, penguin, panther, or Steelers, or all of the above, give us a call. I'm Kurt Kenotic. Ethan and I will help you get to where you need to be. Retirement is what we do, independent is what we are, and fiduciary is how we practice. Retire with confidence, clarity, and independence. A retirement blueprint from Accurate Solutions Group. It's customized and personalized to your unique situation. Call 412-515-3555. It's never too late and it's never too early. 412-515-3555. Or visit asgretire.com. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. For kids, Idlewild is a place full of adventures. There are rides that are just their size, treats to tickle their taste buds, and special friends like Daniel Tiger to touch their hearts. When you're a grown-up, Idlewild is every bit as magical, every bit as memorable, every bit as fun. Idlewild and Soak Zone, because you love to see them smile. Save on admission to Daniel Tiger's Fall Fest at idlewild.com. Terry Tim's with us, Christ Community Church in the South Hills. Uh, Tara, I was reading an article today by a woman talking about um, the problem with childhood obesity. And she was discussing this strategies that societies or schools or families have used um, to help kids make good you know eating choices and her where she landed on this was really interesting to me and I think it's maybe illustrative of how our our society right now is looking at a lot of things she said look we don't need to tell kids how to eat we need to allow them to listen to their inner voice <laughs> and that inner voice will guide them to make the appropriate food choices for them. That's ridiculous. Now, here, for, she maybe she's never been around children or had children. I mean, what 
seven-year-old is going to naturally, on their own, make appropriate food choices. Right. I mean, Brussels that's just, sprouts or Cheetos, right, what's like, your choose? I mean, come on, especially with all the food available in our culture. You know, I mean, anyway. But I think that for a lot of people who might be listening to our conversation about the things that we have to take out or the things, the habits that we have to curb or whatever, it might sound like a foreign language because our society is preaching this, just get in touch with your inner self and whatever you want to do, you should be able to do it and throw off the strictures of church or family or society or whatever and just be who you want to be. The word discipline is a word most of us uh, kind of coil from. I mean, it, we, we don't like discipline, and we don't want anyone to apply discipline to our lives. Right. We don't want boundaries, right? And I think that's, I mean, that's part of the, 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 beginning of the, the beginning of the end in the narrative of Scripture, right? God says, you can have it all. Right, except for this one thing, this one boundary: don't eat from this tree. Which right? we're now going to obsess over. Right, exactly. It's like Popeye's chicken. Yeah. Now that it's not available, we need it. Right, and so I mean that that example. I mean, I think there is something to be said for um, God has created each one of us uniquely, and I do think we need to find our voice. Mm-hmm, sure. And and all of us have uh, the beauty is that God loves us all the same. Uh, but God also loves us all uniquely. And so my relationship with God through Christ has takes a different form and shape than it, yours does. And God invites us into that. But he doesn't say it's all good, but there are good things. Like if, if I was a parent and wanted my child to find his or her food voice, I would want to bring the best of foods before them and say, here, go ahead. You, like, you want to eat more vegetables, more fruit, more healthy grains? Go go after it, but I'm not going to say here's the Oreos, here's the Kit Kats, here's right. the Cheetos, and just find your voice. That's right. ridiculous. That's that's unhealthy. That's that's deformative. But we are part of a tradition, a community of faith that's thousands of years old from the Judeo Christian tradition that says there are all of these good things that we know are life giving. They're, they've been commanded by God. They've been practiced throughout uh, the ages by the church. We have we have hard and soft data that if you apply these things to your life, you will be shaped in a way that reflects God, that, that opens up your heart so that you can love God and love other people in, in greater ways. And that's that's the life that, that Jesus wants us to have. He invites us into. That's the life that ultimately I think we all want— mm-hmm. But the pathway is to choose some discipline, to learn how to, to learn to say no to certain things because there's a deeper yes inside of us, right? right. If, if there's a deeper yes, it's easy to say no. If we're just saying no for no sake, that's, that's a hard thing to follow. But if, if the yes is, God, I want to love you with more of my heart, I want to love my neighbor as myself, that's my yes, then I can, I can put some structure and discipline uh, in my life. All right, so I experienced this in a very small way, and this is very uh, lowbrow compared to a lot of the challenges that people have faced, but it's probably a good example because I think we'll all understand it. When I decided that sugar was too important to me and I had to just cut it out, the thing that surprised me, that well, a couple things surprised me. First, I was surprised that after like a year of pretty much being off of sugar, I still wanted it as much as I did mm. at the beginning, which was very depressing. That it just didn't, it really didn't lessen a whole lot. But the other thing that was interesting is I really did start to enjoy food more. So because I took something out, it increased my appreciation 
for what I was doing instead. That's beautiful. It's re- I mean, I know it's just food. It's a simple thing, but it really happened. Well, it, and that actually, I think it's a very profound, Kathy. I mean, God says, taste and see how good I am. That God wants us mm-hmm. to experience his goodness through the goodness of creation. And so if we're overly attached to one thing and we choose to put that aside, I think it's a beautiful thing that God said, okay, Kath, I'm going to show you, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to bring out the flavors of things that you have missed mm-hmm. right. because of this attachment, Cut perhaps. And now you're going to actually enjoy food in a different way, in a way that's more life-giving and healthy and more of the way that God intended it to be. I think that's So that could happen in so many parts of life, right? Oh, absolutely. Right? You know, focusing on the good, the true, and the beautiful that comes from the hand of God, orienting our life in such a way. Again, when I turn things off, that opens me up to other possibilities that when God may want to speak into my life. So they say one door closes, another door opens. Absolutely. I I came across a a quote from Richard Foster, and he said that the 21st century tools of the devil are muchness, manyness, and busyness. Isn't that isn't that mm. profound? That sure is. Like, like the devil just it doesn't have to be like overtly like evil, like the spooky evil being out there. Like, just get us captivated by muchness, manyness, and busyness. Right. right? There are there's so much stuff in the world, so much stuff in our life. We have so many options. And our world is just driven by go, 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 go. More, more, more. And all of those things are just the, the distraction from the life that God has in mind for us. Very good. Okay, so then as you talk about habits or the, the construction or deconstruction of habits, there also has to be sort of like a third, third rail, which is a rule of life. Talk yes. about that. So, so a rule again. That that's a countercultural thing. Kat. It is. No, we don't want rules, right? No. We want no rules. Uh, and so, the the rule is, is are those those guardrails. This is the structure that in this season of my life is going to form me in the ways of Christ. And so, what I've developed again th- through the help of Justin Early in this book, the Common Rule, and through the work that we've been doing in our community, certain practices that we will engage in on a daily and weekly basis, like. This sounds so simple, but one of them is what we call kneeling prayer. Like three mm-hmm. times a day, morning, noon, and night, pausing and and grounding ourselves in prayer. The one that has had a huge impact on me is midday prayer. It's a simple prayer. I have an alarm on my phone that goes off at 1145 every day, and I have a scripture from Psalm 90. And then a short little prayer, and I pray that every day at 1145, and it just, it it grounds me. The same prayer. The same prayer, yep. The it, same scripture verse. Same scripture verse, it's it's every day. It's a recurring 1145 appointment, and it, ground, it, it says, Lord, establish the work of my hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's from Psalm 90, that, that prayer of Moses. And then, and then I just ask God, I said, order my day in love for the people that I'm going to serve mm-hmm. for the rest of this day. And when I'm praying that, I, I think through mentally through my calendar. Like today at 1145, I prayed for this time. Like God, like part of part of my work today is to be with John and Kathy, and I want to partner with them. I want to do good work here. Would you order this in love? And whoever happens to be listening to this uh, broadcast right now, that was part of my prayer. And 
it it doesn't take me. It's probably a two to three minute, maybe sometimes even less than that. But it reorients me in, in this practice of grounding my life and my work in the life of God. And, and I need that habit. I need that practice. So that rule of life. Yes. That, that's, and again, I, I just, you can't see it on the radio, but I have a little checklist of things that I'm doing on a daily basis and on a weekly basis, and I can track, are, am, I, am I staying true to the commitments that I've made in this season of life to, be, to follow these rules? Because I know if I do it, if I do it in the grace of Christ, they are going to form me into the image of Christ. They're going to enlarge my heart for God and for other people. They're, they're known to do this kind of work in me, with me, and through me. And I think they'll do that in anyone's life that would commit to these, these beautiful scriptural practices. That's fabulous. Terry Tim's with us from Christ Community Church of the South Hills. We've got a little smidge ahead, so stick around with us and enjoy that smidge. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. Bart, it's an amazing song. Maybe you've seen the movie. It's kind of happening. Now see them live in concert. It's the Imagination Tour featuring Mercy Me. I can only imagine. With special guest Crowder. Thank you, Word FM welcomes Mercy Me. Coming to PPG Paints Arena, October 4th. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade. Through 47 state-certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Looking to buy a car? Online shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for the car you want and see what other people pay for it too. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Dentistry, in my opinion, shouldn't be a fear-inducing experience. And it really, I think, goes a long way for patients when I'm able to develop that one-on-one relationship with them. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Hi, this is Brad Marshall, General Manager here at Salem, Pittsburgh. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're a listener to our station. If you love this station and you have experience in sales, we'd love to talk to you. You already understand our mission and what we do, so now maybe you'd like to join this team. If you have sales experience and understand digital marketing, we might have a job for you. Call me and we'll discuss the next steps. Call Brad, 412 503 
800-242-4770. If you love us, come join us. It could be a life-changing opportunity for you. You'll never know unless you call. hanging out with uh, Terry Tim from Christ Community Church of the South Hills. With only a couple minutes left in the show, Terry, I want to make sure I bring this up. Um, You know, you fly often because you're a traveling type, um, as are John and I, and I want you to know that a miniature horse was on an American Airlines flight. Uh, just days Come ago, on. an emotional support. Yes, yes. yes. The the uh, the miniature horse goes by the name Flirty, the mini service horse. Uh huh. It was on a regional jet this Friday. Um, it was supporting her owner uh, during her travels, and her owner was going to visit her aunt. This is an actual mini horse. Um, she was tweeted about. Her owner said, Flirty and I took to the skies yesterday. It was a great experience, and I learned a lot. Flirty was fantastic and handled it all like a pro. However, she did go on further to say that as the plane was taking off and landing, the horse was <laughs> bouncing against the people in first class. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the people in first class maybe were that pleased about I it. I love animals, mm-hmm. and they do provide oh, wonderful. encouragement, emotional support, all of that. Flirty, stop really, it. A horse, a miniature horse on a plane. And they left them on. I want to make it clear that the U.S. Department of Transportation mandates that miniature horses are allowed to accompany those with disabilities in the cabin of an airplane. (laughs) American Airlines states they accept service dogs, cats, and miniature horses. Now, someone who was in the cabin, who was tweeting at the time, said, quote, and this was the whole tweet, at this time, we would like to begin boarding with any active duty military, families traveling with children under the age of three, and horses. Oh, my gosh. I think if I saw that, you'd just turn around and say, I'm going to catch the next flight. Or have you thought, here's That's a That's the horse sitting in a, in a seat. No, it's in the aisle. It's in the stands. No, it, no, it stood, no, it was like in the front seat between, oh, it, uh, between the, you know. The bulkhead. The, yes. And the, the horse stood in there, but the horse's head was kind of hanging out the side. and it, We've lost our minds. Yes, we have. Thank you, Terry. Good to be with you. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.